Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we are talking about high blood pressure because this is the month of May, especially if you're listening to this on the week of release, and it is National High Blood Pressure Education Month. So, And that says a lot, but most important thing, we're going to be talking about what is the silent killer. We're going to talk about some of the risk factors, what you should be worried about, some signs and symptoms associated with uncontrolled blood pressure. More importantly, we're going to end it off with what you can do to try to treat said blood pressure. We're going to talk about medication as well as non-medication options, which I think you all know of. So this episode is going to be a kind of good basic breakdown of blood pressure and just the education aspect of it. Because again, it is one of those things that you're going to realize that over a billion people in the world suffer from high blood pressure and less than 20% of those people actually have controlled blood pressure, which is a problem, especially being a hospital physician where I tend to see the worst of the worst, man. When I see heart attacks, I see strokes, I see people with new onset kidney failure, all due to this silent killer that's been slowly killing them over the years and they didn't even know it. So check in, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, send us to about five or 10 friends and family members so they can be aware on this silent killer and what they can do to avoid some of the end stage complications associated with it. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Lunch and Learn Community Merchandise Store, living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. And for the thanks of being a devoted podcast listener, I'm going to give you opportunity to save 10% off today's purchase using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Go to shop.drbeerpierre.com. Use the coupon code EMPOWER10, all one word. You'll save 10% off your entire purchase. Remember, 50% of all proceeds are donated to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization giving out scholarships for high school students. Bringing you an an important discussion on blood pressure and why it's so important. We're going to be talking about some facts. We're going to get some risk factors associated with blood pressure. More importantly, what you can do to kind of treat blood pressure. So first and foremost, let's get from the beginning. Obviously, the fact that it has a whole month dedicated should kind of give you an idea like, wow, you know what? Someone must think having good blood pressure is important. So it's actually sponsored by the CDC as well as the National Heart, Lung and Blood Institute, uh, which kind of got together and said, you know what, let's make this month dedicated so that we can kind of educate our community on the importance of having good blood pressure, especially when we think about all of the different risk factors that having uncontrolled blood pressure plays a factor in. So as some facts, let's get some facts so we can kind of get in that mindset of like why Dr. Barry and, you know, pretty much the whole world is focused on having, you know, good control and blood pressure. Number one, over a billion people are affected with high blood pressure. So if that doesn't if that doesn't stop you and your pressures right there, right? One billion people is actually closer to like 1.3, 1.4, but over 1 billion people are affected with high blood pressure. One in four men, one in five women, and this is this is the worst thing, right? One in five people actually have it controlled. So imagine what I just said. 
uh, 1 billion, right? 1 billion people are affected with high blood pressure. Less than 20% of those people actually have controlled blood pressure. Like that, that says one, as a healthcare professional, that lets us know that we aren't doing a good enough job stressing the importance of high blood pressure. And that's why obviously I wanted to dedicate uh, today's episode to make sure uh, you guys are fully aware. Um, and more importantly, it's a, it's one of the major causes of premature death worldwide. So this isn't, now again, I can tell you now it, there are, there are um, communities, especially socioeconomic status, uh, third world countries that are more predominantly affected with uncontrolled blood pressure. But all the same, this is not a disease that really discriminates, especially when we kind of factor in all of the, you know, the, the, the risk factors as well as the treatment or lack of treatment kind of associated with. Right. So let's talk about symptoms. Right. Because when we talk about high blood pressure, I know my patients a lot always tell me, oh, I knew my blood pressure wasn't controlled because I started feeling something. But the more the most predominant symptom associated with uncontrolled blood pressure is no symptom. It's why it's actually called the silent killer, because a lot of times our body and I tell you, I say this a lot. Our body does a great job controlling blood pressure, dealing with blood pressure issues, especially when it's on the higher side until it can't. And once it can't, it's up. Oh, you know what? I did all I can. There you go. And then when once it gives you that notice, all of a sudden, that's when you're having splitting headaches. That's when you're having dizziness. That's when you're having shortness of breath. That's when you're having chest pain. So like by the time you become symptomatic from uncontrolled blood pressure, that's your body saying like, hey, I've given up. I cannot deal with this anymore. And that's something that we do not want to. I don't want you to get to that point. Right where you're having chest pain, and then you realize my blood pressure is uncontrolled. You'd be surprised the amount of people who I take care of in the hospital, and the first time they're even aware of having uncontrolled blood pressure is after their first heart attack. Because again, obviously they they've been avoiding. The, I always say avoiding the medical system for whatever reasons. You know they couldn't go to the doctor, didn't have you know insurance, whatever reason they just didn't go see a doctor again, didn't get those checkups. Didn't stop by, you know, your grocery store and stick their arm in. And and we can we can actually pause, pause right here. I want you guys to think about this. Like when's the last time, especially if you don't go to get your checkups regularly, when's the last time you, you walk by that blood pressure machine at your local pharmacy, at your local grocery store, and you actually stuck your arm in there? Right. See, I'm not here to judge. Right. But I want you guys to think about it. You'd be surprised the amount of people who walk by those machines daily and then you ask them, oh, what is your blood pressure normally? They say, I have no clue. Or they say, oh, I don't have mach- the machine at home. And I say, well, you don't go to a grocery store. Right. You don't go to a pharmacy like like you have opportunities to check your blood pressure. But a lot of people don't. Right. And again, it's not. And again, I wish this was an uncommon issue. It's really not. You'd be surprised how many people never have checked their blood pressure. And again, and not to say that those blood pressures are 100% accurate. But what they are is consistent. So if you go into, a, let's say, your local pharmacy and you have your blood pressure and it's elevated and you, the next day it's elevated and the day the next week it's elevated, most likely your blood pressure is elevated, right? So definitely something to kind of keep in mind uh, when you're thinking about like, I, I don't trust those machines. I don't trust the numbers of the machines. Let's talk about some risk factors associated with blood pressure and really uncontrolled blood pressure. So I always split these up into two categories. One are risk factors that you can kind of address and others are risk factors that you can address. So let's let's focus on risk factors that you can't address. 
your age. We know that the older you are, the more likely you are to have uncontrolled blood pressure. We know that uh, gender, we know, again, we I kind of mentioned before, men are more likely to have uh, high blood pressure than women. Um, we know family history is huge. You can't change your genetics. And what is passed down with your, within your family uh, plays a significant role in your healthcare, which is why we always, especially as uh, healthcare doctors in the, um, in the hospital or even in the office, we're always asking, like, do you have any family members who have any presenting illnesses? Because that can kind of clue us in, is there something that we need to be concerned about? So I think those are the big ones. Age, your gender, right? And um, your family history are like three significant ones that there's really nothing that we're going to be able to address or change. Now, risk factors that we can address or change, and that's and this is where we as medicine folks try to really try to hone in on um, physical activity or lack thereof. Um, whether you're obese, right? Whether you're smoking, whether you drink alcohol, whether you're taking any other illicit drugs. Um, all of these other risk factors, diet, uh, I can't believe I'm going to skip diet, diet, such a huge one, right? So uh, these are the risk factors that we say, like, let's ask those types of questions because maybe there's something on that side I can adjust that can help us with the blood pressure. Because again, I can't, you're going to, you're whatever age you are, you're going to be that age. Whatever gender you are, that's your gender. Whatever um, family history you have, that's your family history. Like that's, there's nothing changing about that. But that other side, Right. The other side I can address. The other side I can change. Those are the ones we always try to go after. Because when we talk about the causes of blood pressure, especially high blood pressure or hypertension, we know that it is um, two categories. One is essential hypertension, meaning that I really don't have no obvious reason why you're having high blood pressure. You just have high blood pressure. And that's the most common cause of high blood pressure. We're more associated as essential high blood pressure, essential hypertension. So no obvious causes, boom, we have hypertension. The other are more secondary causes. Secondary causes either being um, kidney disease, uh, undiagnosed sleep apnea, uh, endocrine. There's a lot of hormone-related diseases, thyroid problems, pituitary problems, adrenal problems. Those can uh, present as uncontrolled blood pressure as well. Um medications. There's a lot of medications that we take on a regular daily basis. Um, let's think about your, your. let's say you have a lot of muscle aches and pain and you take ibuprofen uh, every day. That can raise your blood pressure. I kind of mentioned it before as far as some risk factors concerned. Drugs. There's a lot of drugs and med- drugs and illicit drugs that can cause uncontrolled blood pressure as well. So we definitely got a couple of things that can you know, play a factor, right? And why are we so concerned, right, about these aspects, right? Because we know the complications. I mentioned it earlier. Stroke, heart disease, two of the most common causes of death worldwide are primarily affected by uncontrolled blood pressure. Uh, we know heart attacks, uh, which we mentioned, uh, vascular-related diseases. Because again, I, when we think about heart attacks. I always think about heart attacks as a a vascular problem that occurs in the heart. But if you have a vascular problem that occurs in your brain, that's a stroke, right? If you have a vascular problem that occurs in your legs, guess what? Those are what we call peripheral arterial diseases, right? uh, Which is a very common cause for people to get amputations. Kidney diseases, again, we mentioned that kidney diseases may play a risk factor associated with blood pressure, but uncontrolled blood pressure can cause you to have kidney diseases. We know that uh, hypertension is a uh, number one, number two, depending on which studies you're reading, cause for chronic kidney diseases for patients ending up on dialysis, 
right? Which is, again, I, we talked a lot about that with Dr. Frida uh, Monday, uh, um, uh, uh, Medicine Monday episode, with Dr. Frida. So definitely check that out if you have not had a chance. I'll, again, I'll throw, I'll throw the link up there as well, too. So definitely something to th- kind of think about from a complication standpoint. Um, so when we think about the diagnostic aspect of blood pressure, what does it mean, right? So what does it mean to have high blood pressure? Um, Recently, again, this has changed. When I was training, there was cert- we there was a thing we would call pre-hypertension. There were certain stages. So when you go into your doctor's office or when you're checking your arm um, in that your grocery store, your pharmacy, right? We check it in different stages. So we know that, uh, and then normal blood pressure is a top number versus bottom number. A top number less than 120, bottom number less than 80. Um, now we know that you have elevated blood pressure. Again, not quite stage one, but elevated blood pressure when your uh, top number is between 120 to 129 and your bottom number um, is still less than 80. Um, your stage one hypertension, right? And the reason why we break it up into these different types of groups and classifications, because depending on what group you fit in is the group that it depends on which treatment I give you, right? Let's, I just want you to think about that. If you fit a certain category, then I can treat you based on a certain category. So stage one is for patients who have blood pressures, 130 to 139, that's that top number or AKA our systolic number. And the bottom number, our diastolic number 80 to 89. Um, stage two is greater than 140 over a 90 for stage two. So, and that's either or. That's a, that's a question I always get. Like, what if I am in one stage, I am normal, but in another stage, I'm elevated? Well, we always go by the worst one. So, whichever one you're the worst in, that's the stage you live in. In hypersensitive crisis, this is these are the patients who see me in the hospital setting because usually uh, their blood pressure is over 180 or they're, especially that top number and that bottom number is over 120. Usually by the time you get to this point, you're, that's when strokes occur. That's when heart attacks occur. That's when um, you know fluid overload or heart failure occurs. So that's when th- that aspect of it alone comes in, right? So definitely something to really think about, especially when we think about our... Um, blood pressure and our blood pressure stages, especially, and, and what I always caution that when I'll, I'll talk about, especially at the end, um, you know, what we should do, like after you listen to this episode, right? Um, when we think about like, how do I keep track of it, right? Like, I think it's important to understand which category you fit in, in that regards, right? And uh, like I said, I have a great chart, um, you know, that I got uh, off of uh, heart.org, right? Just to kind of give you an idea of it. And I'll put, I'll put a link uh, in the show notes as well, directly to it. So let's talk about the treatment. So again, treatment, we're going to first go, let's go non-medication wise. Obviously, low salt diet, right? Because we know salt plays a significant factor in our blood pressure and our um, water uh, intake and um, actually holding uh, into our vessels. So low salt diet, increasing our physical activity, very important. And obviously decreasing those risk factors, including smoking, including alcohol, including any other listed drugs, any other things that we can adjust. That's where we try to kind of start with our treatment course. You've heard of like the DASH diet and those types of things. They're usually like if you're a cardiac related patient, you go into the hospital, we're putting you on a low salt diet right? because we don't want to affect the blood pressure as much as we need to do. 
So, but when it comes to medications, we have a list of medications that um, do wonders as long as you're taking medication. I'm not going to go into one specific, but we have different categories. Uh, diuretics, which is what um, more affectionately known as kind of the water pills, that gets rid of a lot of fluid. And if it gets rid of a lot of fluid, your blood pressure tends to go down. Um, and then the other categories work on specific areas of the body. The kidney is an important organ when we talk about blood pressure. If you have bad kidneys, you will likely have bad blood pressure issues as well too. And it's one of those things where we're not sure if it's the chicken or the egg, like which came first. But we know that if your kidneys don't work well, your blood pressure could be uncontrolled. We know if you're uncontrolled blood pressure, your kidneys won't work well. So kidney, so we have medications such as ACE inhibitors, um, angiotensin receptor blockers that specifically work on the kidneys to make sure that they don't cause any issues associated um, and try to work on decreasing your blood pressure. And the last uh, last couple ones affect uh, like the heart and vessels, beta blockers as well as so calcium channel blockers. Again, a lot of these medications, if you have high blood pressure, you're likely on one of these medications in this category. Another one is uh, nitrates as well, which is another uh, medication that works specifically on the vessels. So those are the things that when we talk about kind of the treatment aspect of it, that's how we try to attack your blood pressure, right? Because we know what happens down the line if we don't control your blood pressure. We know strokes, we know heart attacks, uh, we know vessel-related diseases, right? We know dialysis, we know all of these problems can occur if I don't control your blood pressure. So that's why it's very important for us uh, in that regard. So before I let you go, right, before I let you go, right, what I want you guys to do, especially if you're in that boat where you don't regularly check your blood pressure, just go to your pharmacy, Go to your local grocery store. You know which ones have it um, that have that those local ones, and just kind of just start re, re, just start checking it, just recording it, just write, just go once, go in the morning or go. In, I, like obviously, your blood pressure fluctuates throughout the day, so I would choose a specific time to go. Whether you go every morning or whether you go every other morning or go every other night, just to make sure you start keeping an adequate uh, record of what your blood pressure uh, normally is, right? Because again. I don't want to have to see patients in the hospital because they had a heart attack or they're in kidney failure. And the reason why they didn't know is because that silent killer, which we talk about all the time, that silent killer, um, you know, did his job. Right. And that's that's where blood pressure is. And, and that's that's really concerning. Again, that's why it gets its, its own month, even though heart disease was all about February. In May, we're talking about blood pressure because we want to make sure you focus on strictly controlling your blood pressure and all of the factors associated with it. So I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board certified internist. Make sure you catch us next week uh, for another amazing episode. Thank you for coming to the end of the episode. It is yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre. I want to give my undying thanks to you for your support. Just getting to the end of the episode means that you at least enjoyed today's episode. Hope you were empowered by today's episode. Please remember to share this episode with at least two people that you know that would be greatly affected if they did not listen to today's episode. And if you have not already done so, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review. Leave a review there because your support is so, 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 so valuable for what we're doing here on the Lynch Learn and everything with Pierre Medical Consulting. And if you have not done so, go ahead and join the listserv. To join the listserv, it's very easy. Just grab your phone right now. I'll pause. Join the listserv. You want to text Lunch Learn Pod. This is all going to be one word Lunch Learn Pod. 
888-244-4222. And you'll be on the listserv. You'll know exactly when new episodes are coming out. You'll know about new episodes before they actually come out because I usually tell my listserv members, hey, this is what I'm working on. This are the guests that you should expect to hear for the week on. Thank you, guys. You have a blessed day, and I'm going to see you guys next week.